Can you get a Bible and say, this is my Bible. It is the word of God. I am what he says I am. I can do what he says I can do. This morning, I'm about to receive the rich, unfailing, and grafted word of God, which is able to save my soul and give me an inheritance. My life will never be the same, never, never the same again. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. Can you take your seat? Hallelujah. Today is the last Sunday of this month and of this year. And as we have already said, this is our month of thanksgiving, praise, and worshiping the Lord. Hallelujah. And when somebody does something for you, it is good to thank the Lord and to appreciate, I mean, to thank the person and to appreciate him. Hallelujah. And so, um, we want to thank the Lord for his goodness. And today, I want to just wrap up very shortly the choice to be thankful. Hallelujah. That's when it, the choice to be thankful and praiseful. Amen. When you are a thankful person, you will be a praiseful person. Amen. We, our introductory scripture is Psalm 92 verse number 1. He said, it is a good thing to give thanks unto the Lord and to sing praises unto thy name, O Most High. Hallelujah. And so, not to thank God is a bad thing. And then the verse number six says that a, br a brutish man or a senseless man does not know nor does a fool understand this. A brutish man or a senseless man. That means that it is only when you don't understand the need to thank God that you will not thank him. Amen. Amen. And if you look at your life and you look around, and especially in this year, 2020, you, we sitting here shows that God has done some mighty miracles in our lives. And so, the choice to be bitter or better is yours. But E comes before I, so choose the E. Choose to be better. And the pathway to be better is a pathway of appreciating, acknowledging what God has done and appreciating him for that. Amen. You see, you only thank somebody for something when you acknowledge it. And it's very important that we acknowledge, almost say acknowledgement. In Psalm 34, verse 1 to 3, the Bible says, We've, we have heard Psalm 34, please, 3, 4. I will bless the Lord sometimes. I'll bless the Lord when I've got a lot of money. I'll bless the Lord when I am happy. I bless the Lord at all times. Someone say, all times. Yeah. And his praise shall continually be in my mouth. 
So at all times means morning, afternoon, evening. In the good times and bad. On sunny days and on rainy days. On the hills and in the valleys. On the trees and in the pits. Wherever you are and whatever the situation is, God is God. And the reason why David was a man after God's own heart was because he understood this principle of learning to thank God, blessing God. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. And we have learned from Psalm 22 verse 3 that God inhabits the praises of his people. Amen. So as you praise, you thank him and you praise him, you draw the presence of God unto yourself. So the key to having God's presence with you is to be able to learn how to be thankful unto him and praise him. I'm sure probably we're praising so but haven't you done praise your God already? How are we still talking? So, and you think that praises is for when people are being emotional. Maybe it's for some young people, it's for some poor people. It's for no, David was the greatest king of Israel. And the Bible says he was a man after God's own heart. And, and what made David a man after God's own heart was the fact that he was somebody who learned how to praise God. How to be thankful unto God. Amen. And it's a, it's a wonderful thing to have somebody that when you do something for the person, they listen and say, thank you so much. I'm grateful for this. I appreciate this for this. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. There's a man of God that every year I, I, I go to appreciate and to honor and then I, I, I buy uh, some shirts and stuff like that. This man is a big man of God. I mean, I mean, he's far, far, far blessed than me. I mean, I mean, I can't say 10,000 times blessed. Yes, very wealthy. But any time that I go to give him something, say, say thank you. Thank you for this. And telling people that I brought, I brought him this shirt. I brought him. So one particular year, I took him. I took him my usual uh, honorarium, went to honor him, and then the shirt I was to take wasn't part of it. Then he reminded me. He said, my shirt. You see, he appreciated my, my shirt. He liked my shirt. Yeah. He liked my shirt. He said, like, and he was telling people, this man, every year, he had some foreign friends who came and said, this year, this man, every year he brings me shirts. He brings me shirts. For showing appreciation. So what was it? I, when he said that, I had to now go and make sure that the shirt had to be mobilized. Amen. He didn't beg for it, but he showed appreciation. And I believe that when we show appreciation, it draws God's power to work on our behalf. Can I have an amen? amen? So we have to be like the songwriter who says, count your blessings, name them one by one, and it will surprise you what the Lord has done. Amen? amen. Yeah. Thank God for all the little things. Some say the little things. Yeah. So the choice to be thankful. Sometimes, some of us say, well, eh, 
I don't think I, I've got so much. I prayed and prayed and I haven't gotten so much result. So it's okay. Forget it. When everything is fine, then I will look happy. No. The choice to be bitter is yours. And the choice to be better is also yours. And life is lived in seasons. Somebody say seasons. Everybody has his seasons. Everybody has his season. Some people, there are good things happen to them earlier on in their season. Earlier on in their lives. But it comes just at a certain level. Some people middle age. Some people towards the end of their lives. But whatever it is, God has a timetable for you. That's why we, we have that song. He's got times and seasons in his hands. So your times and seasons are in the hands of God. And he watches over his word concerning your life to perform it. And he says, I know the plans I have for you. Plans of good and not of evil. To give unto you a future and a hope. And to bring you to an expected end. Can I have an amen? amen. When I look at Ghana politics. And looking at the life of somebody like President J. Kufour. He stood in his own party against... Um, Professor Edu Bwahin and lost the election. He lost in his own party. He later on went against President Rawlings. Lost. I mean, the man lost about three times. He kept lost, 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 lost. But you see, when you fail once, it doesn't mean you are, you're, you're done. There is something called failing forward. Amen? Amen. When the time came, according to God's own timetable, and he became the president. He got so much goodwill. He's one president that I believe that in this fourth republic has gotten the greatest goodwill. And he was well honored. He had opportunity to go to Buckingham Palace and be given first class treatment. I mean, we went to Hippie. When you go to Europe those days, so, so Ghana has become like Europe. And I had friends in the U.S. and in Europe who even wanted to come down to Ghana during this era. Yes, preparing to come down to, some even came to come and establish things. The point I'm making is that the man struck, it looked like things were not working out at a certain time. But God had his own timetable that if he became president at the first time that he tried to become a president, he would have gone through too many problems and too many challenges that the people would not have liked him. But he finished his term of office in a very wonderful way. Can I have an amen? amen? Abraham Lincoln tried to stand up for U.S. press. You know, uh, he, he stood for senatorship. He was a businessman. He failed. He stood for senatorship. He, he lost. He stood for vice president. He lost. But when he stood for the presidency, he won. That's what I'm saying. You, you'll be failing forward. Amen. So God has your life in his hands. Your life has been scripted. You know, anytime that you watch a, a film or a show, eh, somebody sat down and scripted the whole thing. And he knows the end result. And God has a good end result for your life. And that is why no matter what you are going through, you've got to learn to thank the Lord. Eh? And in Romans 8, 28, Bible says that, and we know, that all things work together 
for good to those who love them, who love God, and to them who are called according to his purpose. Amen. And we know. And that's why no matter whatever you go through, know that you are going through to grow through it. Whatever you go through, you grow through it. And that is why you always have to be, you know, like the songwriter who says, through it all, through it all, I've learned to trust in Jesus. I've learned to trust in God. Through it all, through it all, I've learned to depend upon his word. Through it all, through it all, I've learned to trust in Jesus. I've learned to trust in God. Through it all, through it all, I've learned to depend upon his word. I thank God for the mountains. I thank God for the valleys. I thank Him for the storms He's brought me through. If I never had a problem, I never know that God will solve them. I never know what faith in God could do. I thank God for the mountains. I thank God for the mountains. remember that life starts in the evening and ends in the morning. When you, when you read the story of creation in Genesis chapter 1, it says, and the evening and the morning was the first day. And the evening and the morning was the second day. Evening and the morning was the third day. Life always starts in the evening. Your evening is your darkest hour. But remember that after your darkest hour comes the morning. The sun will shine again. So even though we're getting the close of the year, and you may not have seen certain things, your sun is going to shine again. You may be going through a dark tunnel, but at the end of the dark tunnel, you are going to meet your light. So have hope. Amen. That's why they have hope. Have hope. God is going to turn things around. 
no matter whatever it is. If you don't give up, I said, if you don't give up, your expectation will never be cut off. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I believe you in the Bible. Proverbs 23, 18. It says the expectation of the righteous shall not be cut off. Or trinidad in the that's one. And Chemuda and said that. As a few of them, she said, a bebemu. A bebemu. Wakano. A bebemu. Iradi Wakano. A bebemu. Yeah. Iradi Akasa. Obeshirayan. Ampara. Obeshirayana. Listen, before an arrow goes forward and to hit its target, it must be pulled backwards. So when your life is being pulled backwards, it may not necessarily be a sign of retrogression, but a preparation to thrust your life forward. Yes. Sometimes, the people you even think you love you, they may not be the real ones. They'll all leave you. Yeah. Jesus performed a lot of miracles, but he was abandoned. At the time of his death, how many were the people around him? Amen. Yeah. One day the Archbishop told me, he said, it's not you that they love, it's your anointing. Yes. So, there will be times where you will feel, you will be neglected. That is why Jesus on the cross, everybody had left him and he said, Eli, Eli, Lama Sabatani. He even said, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Oh, everybody has forsaken to the extent that at that point, he even felt forsaken. And there will, be, there will come times where you, you feel forsaken. You want to be able to jump, high jump? You've got to go down before you go over the bar. But I see you going over every bar. I said, I see you going over every bar. Just have faith and confidence in this God. That he who has begun a good work in your life he will see you through to the end. Because your life has been scripted. People may not understand you. You yourself, you may not understand what is going on. Look at Joseph. Look at what he went through. Whatever was going through was contrary to what God had already shown him. Yet he was getting there. Amen. Yeah. So you may go through a lot of disappointments. Go through a lot of difficulties. And you may feel very neglected. But God is taking you to your assigned place. In your darkest hour, what do you do? Keep on moving on. Keep on praising God. Amen. Amen. I said, keep on what? Moving on. You see, when you, when you are there and you are stuck in the mud, you don't stand there. You must keep moving. You keep, must keep moving because your leg will eventually step on a stone and a rock. <laughs> in Acts chapter 16, when you read from verse number 16 to 25, the Bible talks about the fact that there was a certain damsel, a young girl possessed with a spirit of divination who met Paul and Silas 
and they brought their master's match gain by Sue saying, it means that through divination, uh, divination is witchcraft, people saying things about you. Is that right? Uh, a few days ago, I watched a film on, by, uh, on Romania about witchcraft. And I realized that hey, the white Sue, they are into witchcraft, and they actually were doing business with their witchcraft. So the government wanted them to pay taxes. And so they decided to bewitch the, the government. And the government knew the power of their, their witchcraft. So the, the, the people in government now had to wear something purple around them because they believe that purple, which represents, I mean, uh, I mean, put on purple, whatever, and so the purple will negate the curses. Yes. But there were, there were proofs of it. You know, whatever they were doing. It was a documentary, and I watched it. You know, the documentary. So people, the point I'm making is that people make merchandise of soothsaying and trying to divine. Eh? Divine means what? Seeing certain things spiritually about you and predicting and to make money. And that's why sometimes I can go to some places and say, bring this, bring that. And they will say things accurately about you. But the fact that you are saying something accurate doesn't mean the source is God. And especially in this day and age, the Bible says that we should not be fooled. In the last days, a lot of false prophets will arise. Are you here with me? Yeah. And the false prophet will not wear horn or something, you know, to indicate that I'm a false prophet. And we also know that now it may not be politically right for people just to dress haphazardly and then be holding some bell and shaking and then to so now they have to pretend you know wolf among what eh? sheep in a sheep's clothing i hope you're getting me and that was what the, that was a situation that paul was facing so it's not an issue of today so paul and silas were being followed by this girl and what was the girl saying the same paul followed paul and silas paul and asked saying, these men are the servants of the Most High God. Was that a true statement? Yes. But was the source right? No. That's why Bible says, test all spirits. And Bible says, how, how will you test them? By their fruit you shall know them. Can I have an amen? amen. And you need to also pray for a designing spirit. Someone say, designing spirits. Yeah. You need to pray that the, the Holy Spirit, that's why you need the Holy Spirit. Some of you ask, we are too fleshly. One prayer you need to pray every day is to pray for the supply of the Spirit. Because when the Spirit comes upon you, you'll be able to see things. <laughs> Hallelujah. Success comes by the supply of the Spirit. Amen. And then when they did that, verse 18 Paul was grieved in the spirit. And one of the things that indicate that something is not right is, eh, no matter, the person can be holding Bible, whatever, and all those things. If it's not right, you will not feel at ease in your spirit, man. If you're a spiritual person, you will know the person can be quoting scripture, the person can be whatever, but you will not feel at ease. Anytime that you are, somebody say, let's go here, let's do this, let's do this, you don't feel at ease. Peace is the umpire of the spirit. So if there's no peace in your heart regarding something, it means that God is giving you a caution that it is not the right thing to do. Can I have an amen? amen. Have you ever taken decisions and then you say that, when I was taking, I, I wasn't at peace in me. 
I wasn't at peace in me. I didn't feel, and something happened. That something was telling me that, or I was not at peace in me. That was the Holy Spirit who was speaking to you. But because you have not developed your, your spiritual senses to know the voice of God, that is where you missed it. But after today, may the Lord grant unto you the opportunity to be able to hear his voice and know what he's saying to you. So when it happened like that, Paul cast out a spirit. Now watch it, verse 18. I want to show you something. Now we don't deal with the people, we deal with the spirit. Eh? Yeah. Paul grieved, came and said to the, said to the, the spirit that was operating in the person. So it means that people can be nice, but they can have an evil spirit operating through them. And that's the reason why sometimes when you even come to church, the pastor is preaching some things and telling some things. Oh, and they are saying some things. They are cursing. They are not cursing you. And they are not saying about things. They are speaking to regarding the spirit that is in operation in your life. Because that's, when you allow that spirit to keep on operating your life, that spirit will drive you eh, and get you drowned in the waters like the, those evil spirits that were in the pits. They drove them into the, into the waters. And you can drive you also into fire. It drives you into perdition. Drive you into destruction. Can I have an amen? Yes. So you can be a nice brother, you can be a nice Christian sister, but you can have an evil spirit influencing you. It's a whole message. Am I preaching something here? Because the guy, you see, they were all saying, they were all saying nice things. So it's like we're all in the church and we're all saying, "Oh, that is a preacher of the word of God. That is whatever. That is whatever." But you can see that Charlie, the person following the the, the spirit is not a right spirit. Sometimes you are there saying, Mm-mm, "I don't feel comfortable with this person. I don't comfortable. There is something." Eh? Has ever somebody ever come around you or your house or whatever and say, mm, I don't, feel, especially the lady, they can pick it, pa. They can pick, oh, the ladies, uh, God bless ladies. That is when they are in the spirit. Because they, they, they can also veer in some direction. Meanwhile, is a good person. Amen. But when the Holy Ghost is, for, is, is without, when a, when a woman is very prayerful, eh, eh, she, can be, she can be influenced by the Lord. Yeah. Women are great agents to be used by God. You are not just incubators. You are not just cooks. You are vessels that God wants to use because you are open to the Holy Spirit. Yes. That's why Jesus had a lot of, Jesus had a lot of women who were his helpers. May you be a helper in this ministry. Helper the work of God. When your pastor thinks about you, eh, may he think about you that you're a great helper. You're a great intercessor. You're a great giver. You are somebody that upholds his hands. Can I have an amen? Amen. Are you being blessed, somebody? So, Paul spoke to the spirit. So, it's important to address spirits. That's the reason when you are praying, let me show you something. Anytime you are praying for sick people, speak to the spirits. When you are speaking to anybody who is oppressed in any way, speak to the spirit. So I try to identify the spirit and say, you spirit of this. And when you speak to the spirit, the spirit will leave. <laughs> Why would the spirit leave? Because Luke 10, 19 says, behold, I give unto you what? Power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the 
enemy. And nothing shall by any means hurt you. So he realized that when you go to a place and encounter, there can be a spirit of heaviness. He said, I bind the spirit of heaviness. I bind the spirit of confusion. Can I have an amen? amen? When your husband is going after another woman or is trying to become like a flickety, eh? yeah, attracted to a certain kind of light, which is not the right, do not lower yourself and wear shorts and say, Iyano, join me to go and fight. No. The Bible says, henceforth, know we no man after the flesh. Listen to me. I have come to realize that over the period. Too much advice doesn't even help. It's true. That time you catch your, your child, you catch your friend, you catch a church member, you can sit down two hours, three hours. After talking to the person, it's like he passed from here and he went out there. As you are talking, it's just a foolish mind. Don't like them. All right, these people, they don't know. They will do the opposite of what you are saying. They will do the direct opposite. So what you need to do to cure that thing? What you need to do to hold your husband? Is that right? It's not to look at that girl who wants to take over your marriage and then if she has got artificial hips, you also go and wear artificial hips or whatever. Let there be the power of the Holy Ghost. Pray the supply of the Holy Spirit because it only takes the Holy Spirit to convict people. It takes the Holy Spirit to touch your boss. It takes the Holy Spirit to touch your children. It takes the Holy Spirit to touch your father. It takes the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit. It takes the Holy Spirit. So pray the power of the Holy Spirit against that particular spirit. Amen. So Paul cast out that spirit. And when Paul cast out that spirit, are you learning something today? Yes. Anytime you're praying over your children, pray the Holy Spirit. When you go for an interview, pray the presence of the Holy Spirit. Because the presence of the Holy Spirit will make you attractive. Hello? Have you heard that they said that the, 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 the ministers, they marry nice people? Huh? Uh, so most of the time you see that the pastor's wives are very nice. Is that not it? Uh-huh. And they say, they say, as you were preaching, they were watching. You can go and propose that nobody will mind you. Uh, no, no, you can, you can use money that nobody will mind you. The thing, it is an oil. It's a spiritual oil. It's the Holy Spirit. Because when oil is on you, you look attractive. Yeah. Yeah. Sister, it is not the Kolia mascara. It's not the makeup. When you do the foundation, and then you conceal things, and then the, the contouring. Yes. You go and wash the face, and they will see your original face. Then when they see the original face, they say, What is this? Meaning, eh? Meaning, eh? I can just imagine you take a woman and say, Meaning, eh? What is this? Bass is das. Bass is das. Meaning, eh? Your man's heart has moved away. Yes. But when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, even with your person, person head, the guy is like, hello, <laughs> hello, <laughs> hello, <laughs> because there is what? A supernatural attractiveness. 
Now, maybe you don't understand. Why is it that sometimes you can see that Charlie as you are standing there? Eh? There's some girl be or somebody that either your, 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 your beloved or husband were trying to chase after. And you now, when you compare and contrast, you see that their skill, you are far higher. But maybe that girl has gone for something. There's a certain kind of spirit that has made her look attractive. So don't look for beauty, look for attractiveness. And it is the Holy Spirit that gives you the attractiveness. You can be beautiful and no man, people only like you as girlfriend to sleep with you. And boyfriend for you to be Mr. Otria. Mr. Otria means you just pay. You pay and then they take you to their somebody else. Mr. Otria. Am I preaching something here? All I'm trying to let you know is that develop an intimacy with the Holy Spirit. Love the Lord. Enjoy the, pray the presence of God. The presence of God. I'll take my time to come here. We're going to talk more about the Holy Spirit. Amen. Yes. Hey, don't joke with it. Somebody can just put something small on their face. Before I realize your husband is becoming like Jimmy Jimmy. Let me tell you a true story that happened. And it's a true story. There's this guy who went to see somebody at the airport. And as he went to the airport, a lady met him. And the lady, and this guy's a pastor. And the lady said, I know you. And many people know pastors. Is that not it? Because pastors preach around. He said, I don't know you. He said, I know you. I know you very well. Then the lady said, okay, you can have my number. So he gave the pastor number. And out of courtesy, I listen to me. Some of you are looking down, I'm preaching to you, and you are looking elsewhere. Listen to me. So he gave the thing to him. She, he collected the thing. As he collected, he said the moment he got home, he felt a strong compulsion to call the lady. Call her, call her, call her, call her, call her. And so he started calling the lady. To cut a long story short, are you here with me? To cut a long story short, before he realized, by the time he realized, he was living in the same house with that lady. He had bought the lady a house. And he was washing the woman's things. Meanwhile, in his own marital home, he, he, he wasn't washing his, even his own things. But now, he had now been taken, she had bought a house for a woman, washing the woman's things. And the wife had done whatever she knew to do. So I'm talking, I am talking about something very important and something spiritual. She had complained. She had fought the man. She had done everything and the man was not changing. So wisdom told her that let us go to a higher authority. And so she found a way to get the husband to go to a certain man of God that they respected. And then when they started they met and they started praying. For a strange reason, the lights in the room all went off. Not that there was light off, but the lights there went off. Yeah, there was only, there was a spiritual rebuttal. A lot of things were going on. A lot of that, listen to me. When pastors are praying, they go to a lot, a lot of attacks happening. You know. That is why you must respect and appreciate your pastors. When good things are happening to you, you have no idea. The battles that they are fighting for you. And so they intensified the prayer. As they intensified the prayer, it got to a point that 
the spirit just was dealt with and the man came to himself. Then he asked, where am I? So when he told, when he came to himself, that is when he now came up and told the story as to how he went to the airport and met this guy, this lady, and then all that transpired. That is why the Bible says, henceforth, no we no man after the flesh. So today, the last Sunday of this year, I want to motivate you into deep prayer, into deep appreciation of the Holy Spirit, and not to fight physically with things. Are you getting me? Pray. Those that need, those that are needful in your life, pray the presence of the Holy Spirit over their lives. Some of you, I think you don't, you don't appreciate what I'm preaching. I have to, I have to stop the preaching. Yeah, I have to stop the preaching. Amen. Amen. I have to stop. Are you learning something here? Yeah. Hallelujah. Amen. Are you with me? Yes. So, Paul entered in the spirit and he spoke to the spirit. And when they spoke to the spirit, they cast them into prison. Sometimes when you start doing spiritual things, people will not understand you. So they begin to persecute you. And a spiritual life is a life of loneliness. If you want to follow God, not everybody will like you. Sometimes your own friends and your, your husband may not understand you, your wife may not understand you, your children may not understand you, your parents may not understand you. Yes? I know that even in this church, when I do something, people, many people don't understand you. Want me, uh, 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 you don't understand me. Yes. And they thrust them into prison. But in Acts 16 25, the Bible says, when they were in prison, Instead of complaining, instead of murmuring, what they did was they prayed and they sang praises, the two, the two piece. Someone said prayed and praised. To the extent that the prisoners heard them. In your darkest hour, what do you do? The Bible said at midnight. Midnight is the darkest hour. So everybody always gets his midnight hour. And your midnight hour, what do you do? You must pray and praise your God. And when they prayed, verse 26, and they sang praises, and remember that God inhabits the praises of his people. Suddenly, someone says suddenly. So as you are praying and you are praising God, suddenly something is going to happen. Suddenly there was a great earthquake so that the foundation of the prison was shaken. There's going to be an earthquake. The foundation of your problem will give up. I said the foundation of your problem will give up. Yeah. Whatever that has persisted in the family will give up. Yeah. Anything from your father's house will give up. Yeah. Anything from your mother's house will give up. Yeah. Can I have an amen? Yeah. Yes. If nobody has sat in an aeroplane to fly, you'll you, you, you sit in one. Yeah. If you haven't built three houses, you'll build three houses. Yeah. If anybody has not become anointed, you become anointed. Yeah. And he says that and immediately all the doors were open. 
I see financial doors opening. As you are praising God, your marital doors are opening. Business doors are opening. Educational doors are opening. Favor doors are opening. Honor doors are opening. Glory doors are opening. 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 Now watch it. He says, suddenly there was a great earthquake when they prayed and praised God. Number two, immediately all the doors were open. Suddenly and immediately. And everyone's bands were loose. Whatever is holding you captive, as you are praying and you are praising God, I see them break. Chains break. Shame break. Confusion break. Dishonor break. Lack of job break. Lack of finances break. Your children not doing well in school break. Whatever is a limitation, break. Chains break. Limitations break. Dishonor break. Confusion break. Anybody that wants what is yours, break. Any Adonijah that wants your chair, make their hands. Listen. There's a chair for you. There's a promotion for you. Mahakutubash. Don't go in the flesh. Go in the spirits. Worship your God. I said, worship your God. There are times that when you see me and I'm jumping all those, he said, maybe the man is excited. No, it's even a time I'm fighting battles. And I'm fighting battles through praise. Yes. You know me, you know, see my face squeeze up. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. When you wear something foreign to you, so that it's not originally part of you, Lord have mercy. Amen. Amen. Kaba, chains are breaking. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Yeah. yeah. Do the one top for me. Glory to God. I'm trying to be an Emirati this morning. As I'm preaching, salvation is getting to United Arab Emirates. Salvation is touching Abu Dhabi, Dubai, Saudi Arabia. It's touching Palestine, Jordan, the Middle East, Asia, Asia Pacific, Oceania. The hand of God is touching them in the name of the Lord Jesus. Can I have an amen? Give the Lord a praise. And as you praise God and you pray, there will be salvation for your family members. Yes. Some of them you pray, you preach. Look, I had a sister. She was telling me. He said, he said, I nearly got born again. But when I heard boom, shot, boom, shot, boom, shot, boom, shot, I changed my mind. And it's the truth. Because we had preached a message in the flesh. But when the Holy Ghost touched her, now she herself has started also preaching. Yes. She herself has started preaching. So, ladies and gentlemen. All I want to share with you today is that there will be shades of darkness around your life but the light of God is coming upon you as you come to God and recount all the good things he has done for you and say, Lord, I thank you. Thank you for your mercies. Thank you for your goodness. 
Thank you for what you have done. Pray and praise him. And as you do that, I see suddenly an earthquake that will cause the foundation of your problem to give up. Suddenly, sister, a certain man will come and say, I've not been sleeping. I've been dreaming about you. I've been thinking about you. For the very first day that I saw you, my heart became like a single pendulum, swinging to the left and to the right. And like sheer butter on hot fire, it's melted. It's, something is inside. Will you please? Will you, will you, will you marry me? Then you, you'll be sitting and you, you'll be standing and say, hey, What is happening? Is it real? Is it real? Oh, be your name, you. Oh, be your name, you. Oh, be your name, you. I am a sad, dying song. Then you roll your eyes like this. Listen to me. That your child that you don't know how he or she will turn out to be. Yes. Leave that child in the hands of God. Your children will turn out great. Oh, oh. Some of you, you are parents here, but you can't even you, listen to me. Your children will turn out great, not because you give them money. Don't be fooled by the fact that you can give your children everything they want, and so they will turn out good. And, or because you give them good advice, it is an eternal blessing. So this morning, I'm sure you how to get it. That you trust the Lord. Your husband will be a good husband to you. Not because you shake your waist. Or you let your, 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 your boobies ring like a bell. Tum, 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 tum. Who told you that? It is not a tum, tum. It's a spirit. I know it. It's a medium, medium, my pump idea, you know. When you say that you're shaking, you know, shake you front, me shake you behind. What do you mean? Obedience and Odia. I said, Obedience and Odia. If the man is staying by you, it is the hand of God. If your wife likes you, who told you that? Because you are TikTok. Because you pump. Because you got money. You spread your girl. You can spread your wife or your girlfriend with plenty of money and they get the money and they go and give to somebody else. But to get anything, Bible said, every good and every perfect gift come from. From today, humble yourself and come before the Lord. And say, Lord, I want that good and perfect gift. And that I, I cannot, I cannot solve any problem by myself.
That is why when you come with issues, eh? when we come with issues, we go down on our knees. We go down in prayer and in fasting. If you don't know today, I'm telling you. When we tell you, you won't fast, but we will do it on your behalf. Even sometimes, sometimes when somebody comes, he say, Daddy, I want to come and see you. I've got an issue. I begin, I, I get an easy man's prayer. I begin to pray. Holy Spirit, give me wisdom. Give me insights. Let there be angelic representations so that what I say will bring help to the person. Amen. Yes. Amen. 